Welcome to the Andrew Ma Show. Glad you joined in, man. If you're watching right now with us, thank you for watching. If you're on YouTube, make sure to hit the subscribe button. If you're just listening to my beautiful voice, um, you know, I've been told, I don't know, you guys can tell me, but I've been told that I have somewhat of a radio voice. I, I don't, I feel like that's not a compliment because usually if you have a radio voice, it means you're like super ugly because <laughs> like you shouldn't be on TV. But Hey, whatever it is, th- thank you just for joining the show. Today, I, I got to tell you, it's it's been quite a week. It's been a week because last last Sunday, was it last, last Monday, came out the episode where I dared to claim that the United States was not a uh, racist country since its foundation, that racism is not in our DNA. And uh, yeah, it was quite the claim. I, You know what? It's almost like the most viewed on my channel. And that was pretty cool. If you haven't already watched that episode, go ahead and check it out now because it's—I would say—it's one of my best episodes. But again, I don't want to—I don't want to show off. You—you you let me know what episode you like the most. And today, as part of our new tradition, I want to—before we get going in this episode—I want to share my 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 mug from one of the mugs from my mug collection. And this one is from Music City Live Music in Nashville, Tennessee. I, I got to tell you a story about this. Uh, whenever I went with my best friend over to uh, Nashville, Tennessee, two years ago, one year ago, but it was before the Rona thing, man. I'm like losing, I'm losing time with this whole Rona. But it was about two years ago. We, we went over to Nashville. It was funny because we were, uh, I was 9, 20, 20 at that time. I'm 20. Yeah, I'm 21 now. 20. And he was also like, I think he was 19. And we thought, dude, this is going to be awesome. Go to Nashville City and all that. But little did we know that like literally every building in that downtown Nashville is a bar. Like basically like every single building is a bar there. And so we like wanted to go in, right, to enjoy all the live music. But we kind of had to stay outside in the streets in the heat because we weren't really old enough to go in uh, to the bars, or at least they would go and put the evil W uh, mark on my hand, which if you don't know that, that just means like water. And uh, But I remember literally we spent the whole trip on a shake uh, store like that it was it had like a logo for like a little kid it was like a little kid uh, ice cream shake area and that's just where we spend most of our time so yeah it's a fun story with this mug i think i i really like this mug if you don't like it too bad because it's my mug maybe one day we'll like put it on ebay or something they'll sell for a lot I, I i don't know but today i hope i hope you're ready I hope you're buckled up, man, because last episode was intense. This episode is going to be a bit challenging. I, I really feel like I got a word, man. I'm going to preach a little bit. I, I got a word for all my Christians out there who are listening. Now, if you are not, a, if you don't consider yourself a Christian, I still encourage you to listen to this because I think this is also going to be challenging to you. But for all my Christians out there, uh, listen up because this this is, I think, it's going to be a word that, that I believe that God wants me to share. I actually had the chance previously to recording this episode, I had the chance to preach a similar message at church. Um, so if you haven't seen that, go ahead and, and just go to myvivachurch.com, I think. And I think it's on Facebook. But today, I, I, here's the title of, uh, of, of this episode. It's called Go it's uh, go work. <laughs> I can't even say it without laughing. It's uh, go woke or go broke. That is it. Go woke or go broke. If you haven't heard this before, it's kind of like a saying online right now, especially in the in light of some boycotts that have been happening. And um, and it's just look, we've all heard of this woke of being woke, right? It's been like awake to current events or whatever whatever the case is. And as usually, if you're woke, you know you you there's a. Sh- 
you can kind of tell what someone's opinions will be of certain subjects whenever you woke or you're considered woke. And, uh, you know, it's, it's usually like social justice. It's usually, um, you know, LGBTQ. I, I said that wrong. I'm sorry. LGBTQ plus. And I'm, and I, again, I apologize if I, if I miss one, one letter in that, in that, um, in that name. Um, but the whole thing about going woke, and this, this is really what I want to share with you today is, um, as Christians, we really ain't supposed to go woke. Uh, I don't know if that was if I was supposed to say that part out loud, because this whole idea of like go woke is like you've been blind this whole time to these grave sins in the world, and now it's your time to wake up and just see how bad the West is and how bad America is or how bad our systems are, and you be the solution by tweeting and things like that. Look, that that's not going to fix anything. And today, I want to I want to talk to you about what our role is as Christians. Because our role as Christians is not to be woke. Our role as Christians is not to be representatives of a certain agenda. Our calling as Christians is to be an ambassador, to be an ambassador for Christ, right? To be the official representative of Christ. So that's what I want to share with you today. As I hope, I mean, I really hope you're buckled up. I hope that you're you're paying attention if you're driving, if you're just watching this right now, because we're going to talk about what it means to be an ambassador, like what it matters for us as Christians to be ambassadors of Christ, and really what what it means to walk in in authority. Because in the world right now, guys, we live in a world that has completely cheapened the value of truth. Right? They say everyone's right, no one's wrong, unless you disagree with me, then you're officially wrong. But besides that, everything is true. And we know that if everything is true, nothing is true. Because truth, by definition, is is exclusive. I'll say that again. Truth, by definition, is exclusive. And as Christians, I've seen too many Christians, especially on social media, really represent things of culture and not of God, even though they're thinking that they're representing Christian values, but when in reality, you're not. And again, if, hey, if the shoe fits, then I guess this is for you. But if it don't, I guess we we all know someone uh, like that. So I want to share today uh, about an ambassador, but I want to ask you this question. If you're a Christian right now, I want to ask you this question. Who are you in Christ? Like, what is your faith to you right now? Is faith an extra thing in your life? Is faith what defines you? Is faith a, a great addition to to a healthy life that you live because being a Christian is more than just being a better person. And I think that a lot of people try to just focus on this, that being a Christian is more than loving people like that. That's obviously one of the main messages, right? Is to know God and make him known and loving people is what Jesus did. So don't, don't get me wrong, but being a better person is just part of what happens when you're a Christian because you want to become like Jesus, which Jesus is better than any of us. He's perfect as as opposed to what some people tend to say on the news uh, recently. So I, I think it's time as Christians that we kind of get away from, um, we grow up from the sense of like self-help Christianity, where it, it's, all, it's all about us. God, help me, help my, my struggles, help my insecurities. Look, there's a part of that, and God wants to set you free if you're struggling and all that. But I believe that God wants to take us one step further. Because some of us really live like the only representatives of Christ are our pastors or our, um, our preachers or worship leaders and all that. Like they're officially, you know, representatives of Christ because they have an official title. Like, um, 
<laughs> I feel like sometimes we see it like if, uh, look, sometimes we say that I feel every time I do that accent, I don't know if you've noticed, I feel like I, every time I do that accent, I go to like, uh, what's, what's the guy's name? Uh, Batman's butler. Oh, shoot. I don't, dude, I don't, I don't know my, my, uh, my comics. What is the name of, what is the name? I, I got to check this out. What is the name of, uh, Batman's? Butler, here we go. Okay, 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 okay. Here we go. Wait, it's one. Alfred. Yes, I feel like Alfred. Okay, every time I talk like Master Bruce, Master Bruce, Master Bruce. So here's the thing. Here's the thing, Master Bruce. Sometimes we believe that as Christians, only the pastors, only the apostles, only the prophets really are like the royalty in God's kingdom, right? And here we are like the peasants, like the plebs. That's how we feel. Like if you don't have an actual title and you're not like the official worship leader of the church, then you must not have an assignment from God. Like you must not have a mission from God. But that's not what the Bible teaches us because the Bible actually teaches us something completely different because in Colossians chapter 1, uh, verse 13 through through 14, it actually says this, that he has rescued us from the kingdom of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his dear son who purchased our freedom and forgave our sins. I, I want us to really focus on that because that's that's every single one of us has been purchased by God and has been purchased in and transferred over to his kingdom. That's everyone. So I don't want, and a lot of times this happens to us as Christians, is that is that we, we tend to put faith as an extra addition to our lives, but not what we build our lives on. And we have to understand that there are no peasants in the kingdom of God. There are no peasants. There's only royalty. So a pastor does have a fancy title. That's great. And there's a great responsibility of being a teacher in the kingdom of God. You can read that like in the book of James. There's like huge responsibility on teaching the word of God. And if you're not teaching the word of God, then then that's totally fine. But what you have to understand is when it comes to being in God's eyes, the pastor has no better worth than you do necessarily because God sees all of us are created in God's it, I, I said necessarily, but it's not even necessarily. It's realistically none of us have more worth than the other person, even if you have a fancy title. Because there are no peasants in the kingdom of God. There's only royalty. And here's why I'm saying this. It's because when you understand who you are in Christ, then you start representing Christ correctly. Because that's what an ambassador is. And that's that's what I want to share with you today. Is We have to be ambassadors of God. We have to understand that we are royalty. We are his children. I am a son and you are a son or a daughter of God. That is your identity. But it doesn't stop there. A lot of Christians, we kind of just stick there. We stay with, I am a child of God. I'm no longer a slave to fear. I have to have a little bit more of a, I'm no longer. Oh, that was pretty good. Come on, somebody. You, you, you know, I mean, hey, if you just listen, you could not see like that smolder on my face when I sang that. But we have to move on from just being children of God because the Bible actually takes us further. So in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, 19 through 20, this is what Paul says. It's it's crazy. And this is how, like, this is the meat of the message right here. It's, he says this, And God gave us this wonderful message of reconciliation. So we are Christ's ambassadors. God is making his appeal through us. We speak for Christ. When we plead, come back to God. Now, I want you to understand this because God gave us a message of reconciliation. He didn't, 
man, I was going to say this. He didn't make us, give us a message of division, of, of trying to judge other people and their intentions and calling them names and bigots and all this. That's not what God has called us to, guys. If you're a believer in Jesus, you have been called to the message of reconciliation. That means not reconciling people only to each other, but ultimately reconciling people to God. But I believe that sometimes we're so focused on what culture is telling us to do and that we need to do that we forget the message of reconciliation. And then the word says that we are Christ's ambassadors. That's kind of crazy because a lot of times we can see God's uh, what God wants us to do in our lives as, as a calling, right? That we either accept or we decline. It's like I have my phone here, right? If someone were to call me, then I either go accept or decline. That's a lot of times what God has planned for our lives, right? It's a calling. Like maybe I'm one they call to be like a pastor, right? That's a calling that either I accept or, or deny. But being a, a, an ambassador of Christ is not a calling, guys. This is not, it doesn't say, so we are called to be Christ's ambassador. No, 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 no. It says, so we are Christ's ambassadors. We are Christ's ambassadors. That means that it's not a question of whether you will be an ambassador. It's a question of whether you'll be a good or bad ambassador of Christ. It's just that simple. So now that we understand that you and I, if you're a Christian, you are an official representative of God. Like, if you don't know what an ambassador is, an ambassador is the official representative of a country or or of a leader, right? So you have the ambassador of the U.S., uh, ambassador to China, right? Ambassador to Germany, ambassador to France, to to England, all these countries. And that ambassador's job is to represent and speak for their country, not their own agenda, not their own opinion, not their own quote unquote their truth. No, no, no. They represent. I wasn't gonna say God. So as Christ's ambassador, we represent God's values, God's intentions, we God's interest, if you will. And that, that's what we're called to do as Christians, not to represent the world. So I want to give you three basic and, and um, three practical, I, say, I, sh- I mean, three practical things that you need to do as an ambassador of Christ. And here's where I see a lot of a lot of Christians, and look, I'm not calling pe- people out from a place like, oh, look at me, I'm self-righteous place. No, no, I'm, I'm not doing that, man. I don't do any of these perfectly. But the first thing that we have to understand is, as, a, as an official representative, you have to know who you represent. I'll say that again. You have to know who you represent. Because as Christians, I, I'm, I'm kind of afraid that we, we know the world better than we know Jesus. Mm, I'm sorry about that. Hopefully you caught that. that. I'm afraid that we know the world better than we know Jesus, right? You have someone like Don Lemon, for example, on CNN that says, he says this, quote, Jesus Christ, if that's who you believe in, Jesus Christ admittedly was not perfect when he was here on this earth. I'm sorry, what? what? I, so you have this uh, anchor on CNN on live news, saying that Jesus admittedly, like, when did Jesus say, like, hey, y'all, just by y'all, just so you know, I'm a me, I'm not perfect. When did Jesus ever say that? The reason I bring this up is because this is what culture says. And if we're not careful, we're going to start seeing the Bible and God's principles through the eyes of culture, through a, a statement like this, which completely is not verifiable whatsoever. Like, the evidence goes completely against us. I mean, the Gospels and everything. Uh, yeah, that's we're not even going to talk more about that because that's easily, 
easily debunked what he said, and it's just ignorant of him to say that. But I have a feeling like a lot of Christians would kind of go with that. Not not necessarily believe that Jesus was not perfect, but but believe things about Jesus that are not necessarily true. Like we have to go back and really learn who Jesus is, guys. Because you have the world in the culture that tells us that Jesus was just kind of like another teacher, another good teacher, another, and his opinions should be kind of like equal level than other moral teachers of 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 their different times like i don't know like buddha or or some wise sayings of today and and you know jesus jesus said some some things and and we should just um yeah we should just compare him to every other great man of history uh no no like jesus is god so he's not even in the same shelf than anybody else in history no matter how amazing you think that person in history is jesus is not even in that shelf man and i'm afraid that a lot of us and a lot of Christians have kind of like a pen pal relationship with Jesus. That you kind of got excited and you wrote some letters to him and then you kind of forgot because life got busy. I want to challenge you to invest in your relationship to Jesus, in Jesus, and that you actually get to know Jesus personally. How do you do this? You do this through spending time in prayer, in the Bible, and actually in conversation with him through prayer. Because prayer is not just a bunch of requests, right? It's a two-way conversation. It's not a monologue from you to God. So we have to know who we represent because unfortunately, and I feel like I sound like a broken record here, but I know that there are people you have to understand, you have to know who Jesus is because when you know who Jesus is, then you know what to represent. Look, look, the Apostle Paul said this, and I love this part. Apostle Paul said this in Galatians 1 verse 10, and I feel like some some of us need to need to hear this. He said this, Am I now trying to win the approval of human beings or of God? Or am I trying to please people? If I were still trying to please people, I would not be a servant of Christ. Dude, there's some sass in that sentence. Like, there has to be some sass. You can just hear him kind of like, am I still trying to please people? Like, dude, if I if I wanted to please people, I would not be a servant of Christ. Like, that's the most obvious statement for him out there. But I feel like for a lot of us, it's not obvious, right? There's a lot of people still trying to win the approval of man. But guys, if we're going to stand up for what Christ stood up for, which is truth and love and grace, we're not always going to be popular. If they cancel you, it's not because you're wrong necessarily. You know, it's kind of like what they say. I mean, if you don't bump into the devil at some point, it's most likely because you're both headed the same way. Oh, no, man, I didn't say that. I, I heard somebody say that. I heard somebody say that. So he, here's kind of the problem that I'm seeing is that because a lot of us don't spend time trying to know Jesus and really know who he is, not know about him, but actually spend time with him, we have completely misrepresented what Jesus stands for. Because here's the thing. So culture and church and biblical principles, there was a point when things were kind of common and kind of they were on the same page, right? Like, uh, you know, abortion is bad and you you weren't supposed to shout your abortion as they tell you now. You know, back in the day, it was kind of like, ah, just keep it in the DL. If you have an abortion, it's like not really a good thing. And it was kind of common sense that killing babies is not a good thing. 
And then, uh, well, that men are men and women are women. And even if you're a man thinking that you're a woman, well, you're not really. It's just that's kind of what you're thinking. And maybe you need some help. That was kind of all common sense, right? Or marriage between a man and a woman, like that's that's good. And well, marriage between two men and, and two women, well, that's not really how God designed it. And all these things kind of like mishmash together with culture and church. The problem is that for a lot of Christians, they were really based on culture so, but it seemed like they were based on church, but that's just because they were on the same page. But the moment as we now live in, that culture has completely derailed from biblical principles. Now you're shout your abortion. Now you have to accept uh, a lifestyle, a gay lifestyle. And if I don't say that gay lifestyle is okay, then I'm a, I'm a hateful big and a homophobe. Or I'm a, is, that, is there such a thing as like a transgender homophobe? transgenderphobe, I I don't know if there is, but I'm sure someone could tag me on that, even though I have nothing against like someone who's transgender. I don't think that they're right, and I I really pray for them, and God loves them, and I I want them to get some help. But as Christians, we're supposed to now, we're supposed to stand up for things like love and justice. I do, but God's version of love and justice, God's version of justice, not social justice, acted out by man or angry mobs. No, 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 that's not what I stand for. And I stand for love. Love that will tell you truth and grace at the same time. Because that's what I want to leave you with today. Is, okay, if you're supposed to be a representative of Jesus, you're supposed to know who Jesus is. And you're supposed to know him personally. You cannot represent someone you don't know. And once you know him, then you know what to represent. Because we have too many Christians trying to be woke And if they're not woke, then they're boycotted. And that's why I call this episode, Go Woke or Go Broke, because that's kind of the saying nowadays. We have too many Christians trying to go woke with culture because they're going off world's definitions. They say, love always wins, even though that used by the LGBTQ community is really a pass for like immoral sexual behavior. But I'm not supposed to say that because that's like hateful. Look, they have worth and they're as much as a human being as I'm a human being in the creation of God. It's just not right. And and the Bible says that. Or or social justice, right? This is for social justice. And even though some some people, not all people, some people use that as a cover-up to to loot and to riot and to to be harmful towards other people because it is a reaction to oppression, right? But as Christians, guys, we don't we don't have to go along with that. We shouldn't go along with that. We should know what we stand for, and that's for love, like God's type of love, this unconditional love, but doesn't approve of, of people's lifestyles all the time. That you speak truth and grace. That's the balance. We're called to speak truth and grace. Uh, Pastor Madhu said it great a couple weeks ago. He said, if we only speak truth, it's mean. But if we only speak grace, it's meaningless. We need truth and we need grace. So here's my question to you. How will you be a representative of Jesus? I mean, think about it. I'm I'm trying to be a representative of Jesus through this podcast, but how in your own circles will you decide that you need to represent Jesus, not represent yourself, not represent the culture, not represent anybody else's opinions, but represent Jesus? And that's my challenge to you. Will you commit to be an ambassador of Christ, even if it ain't popular, even if it ain't woke? We'll see you in the next episode of The Andrew Ma Show.